Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, Alicia Brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home, no judgment zone. This week's episode, episode 418. Player one, choose now. Episode 418. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. I appreciate you rocking with me real quick, real quick. Merchandise is now available and going fast thanks to you. I appreciate y'all support. You could go follow or check it out at uh, Instagram, Medicine Ball LS in the number three. The website is www.medicineballls3.com forward slash shop. If you want to check that shop out for the merchandise or check the website and the updates out. Also, coming and updating the YouTube channel as always. I'm releasing little by little, snippet by snippet. I'm unlocking videos. I'm learning the algorithm. I appreciate y'all rocking with me on that also please go like subscribe share and give my man mamba a follow that's right dogs need love too go follow him at that guy mamba that's right t-h-a-t-g-u-y-m-a-m-b-a that guy mamba other than that like subscribe share thumbs up email me join the newsletter all that good stuff call to action i appreciate y'all rocking with me man with no further ado i like to get into this week's episode episode 417 that's right Player one, choose now. So um, I tried to avoid this topic like solo and I felt a lot, a little apprehensive about it because this is more of a, uh, I guess you could say a spiritual kind of topic or a spiritual podcast episode, but follow me um, because I've always had kind of this plan to be able to um, explain religion 
from the way that I see it to people who are thinkers, because I think a lot of times our thought processes as humans gets in our way whenever it comes to religion. And that alone is a slippery slope. So I named this episode Player One Choose Now for one reason and one reason only. I always talk about this, man. Uh, any movie I've ever seen, any video game I've ever played, any book I've ever read, any situation I've been in has always had this underlying kind of root of just like being about good or evil. Good or evil. So last week I spoke um in reference to Kevin Samuels and I spoke kind of, you know, I didn't get too in depth on it, but just like how people were celebrating the death of another human being. And I found myself getting upset and annoyed, not because I stand for what Kevin Samuel stand for, not that because I, and I'm gonna keep it real with you. I agree with a lot of his points, but that's not what, what had me upset. What had me upset is the lack of care for another human life that really, really bothered me. And I found myself getting upset and saying things such as, you know, <laughs> What did I say on my Facebook? I think I, I said something to the effect of um, if you're a believer, you got to understand. And I quoted a scripture because I try to stick to scripture, whatever I like relate things to religion. Right. But just like the scripture says that, you know, we praise God in one breath and then turn around in the very next breath and curse his children who are worthy of love. And what we don't understand is that like. And and and. and, and even with this episode, right? Let me go on a sidetrack real quick. It took me a while to even come up with my topic and my theme and to even decide what I was going to speak about. But me being a believer, I just love how God works. I'm currently going through, um, and I've spoken to this previously on other podcasts, like my church has these university courses that you could go through every so often. I'm doing one now that's called Elite Eight. And the verse that we just went over was Psalms 139. And verses 23 and 24 are, and not perfect, but search me, God, know my heart, know my anxieties. Search me for any unrighteousness and know them and, and, and let them be aware of them to me. And then cleanse me of all unrighteousness and lead me to the way of everlasting. And when I first started like getting serious about my spirituality and being a believer, that was one of the first verses that really was at the front of my head because I knew by asking God to search me, right? And bring it to my attention that there were going to be things about myself that I didn't like. But the rest of that verse is cleanse me of all unrighteousness and lead me to the way of everlasting. Right. So when I thought about this topic. And even now, as I go through, you know, doing this medicine ball thing, I find myself more and more being in situations where I'm just able to reference God more. And I'll be very, very careful about it. I pray for um discretion right i pray that when opportunities do arise for me to use his name let me not speak blasphemously and let me you know be led by the holy ghost right boom all of that to say um we were talking about this verse psalms 139 and in this verse in our last class it was kind of a point where david is talking to the god and it ultimately says if you're a believer you learn to hate the things that god hates one of those things being sin, but it's a slippery slope because as humans, we all will continue to sin. Now, I always quote Jay-Z and one of the verses I like is, um, I know I'm guilty of it too, but not like them because repentance, right? Being aware of it, asking for forgiveness and trying to do the right thing is where I think the difference comes in when it comes to, you know, kind of this good versus evil and you hating the things that God hates. 
But even in Psalms 139, as we reviewed it and we got to the end and David is saying, search me, Lord, know my heart, you know, lead me to the way of everlasting. He says that right after he condemns and say, God, I hate those that you hate. Strike them down. Right. Right after he says that, it's kind of like David has this epiphany where he's just like, yo, before I start criticizing people and going too hard on the evil, Lord, let me make sure that I'm clean. Search me. Show me where I need to tighten up and get better. Right. So episode, you know, 417, player one choose now. What side are you on? As I get into more of the medicine ball stuff and talking to people and bringing up religion, man, it makes me ultimately ultra aware of how this things works. And I'm not going to tell y'all which side you could choose or the ultimate thing is looking at yourself and realizing every single person, every ear, every single human being has been on that evil side at one point or another in their life. But I'm just going to speak to it. And I'm going to speak to the side that I'm advocating for. And then I'm going to get us up out of here. Look, that's even like preacher wise already, man. Side note, I was studying something about like your calling from God. And it said what he wants you to do is probably going to be something that you're not too passionate about. And I promise you, man, I promise y'all, man, I do not want to be no preacher. I do not want to be a person who preaches. My goal has always been to live in a righteous way. And when people ask me about it, be able to give God the glory. But I can see it peeking its head here and there. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but that was very preachery to be like, yo, I'm going to say this and get y'all out of here, right? But um, first thing I want to point to, um, being a manager has opened my eyes to not just other people, but me first and the type of person, as I said at the beginning, as who I'm becoming and striving to be daily versus where I've come from. I'm not taking no shots at nobody personal, but the amount of accountability that I could see just in leadership of not being accountable, I mean, the lack of account, the amount of lack of, of, of accountability is just amazing to me. And I'm in situations often where people It's like quotes that I hear all the time that I really get. For instance, when people say, yeah, man, you can say yes a thousand times. And then that one time you say no is the only thing that the person will remember. Yo, I live that daily. I live people who do and say things and go about things in a very selfish way, evil way, and turn around and ask me for to step out of my way. And they just don't see it. And because I know who I'm trying to be and I'm aware of this good versus evil thing, which I'm about to expound on in a minute, I'm making sure that in those examples, I always pray and I always look to show some type of grace or bend before I'm just like hard hearted. Right. And just be like, oh, I'm going to get this person back because to me, that's easy, easy pickings from the devil. And y'all going to see this. This is very active. This devil guy. Right. That's easy picking. Somebody does you wrong. You got an ability to not even do them wrong, but probably make their life harder. Will you take it? And in leadership, I see that opportunity happen a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, furthermore, being in leadership, especially virtually, the attacks that I take on my character daily, and I say this sometimes to some of the people on my team who I can talk to and have these relationships with, but it's just like, It's hard when people are constantly taking shots at you and saying things like this one young lady said to me, yo, you're passive aggressive. And when she said that, 
I could feel myself inside getting upset and going to be defensive. Now, I have a lot more emotional discipline than the average person. That's, you, you know what I mean? Especially in this leadership role, I have to. So I can have whole conversations and play out and not say anything and still deal with things in an amicable way and speak professionally. But when she said that, it bothered me. Because for a long time in my life, I was known as being too emotional. I would react to anything. But she said, you're passive aggressive. And I almost got upset and I thought about it. And I was like, I am passive aggressive. I am passive aggressive. And here's that devil guy again. I'm thinking in my head. And I think I had this conversation with someone outside of work, but I was very upset. And I was like, I'm very passive aggressive because I know if I shine the mirror on these people, I'm going to say some truths that they may not be prepared for and they're not going to be able to handle it. Like I know Eminem said this, another quote, rap quote. Ever since birth, I've been cursed with this curse to just curse and just spit this bizarre and berserk-ish that works. I know that I know that sometimes I can say things that are not even calling people outside of their name. They'll be a truth, and it will really have an effect on somebody. And I think I got, I'm just going to keep it real, man. I think I got a lot of that from my dad. I'm just, I call it the A-hole gene, man. My A-hole badge is on, like, Hall of Fame, right? I started to think like, and as I'm ta- telling this story, I'm going off and I'm speaking on this young lady to this person in a way that's like, clearly, you know, the Bible says, don't be gossiping about people and using your mouth to talk. So I, I knew I was out of hand and it got me to thinking because even this young lady without going too much into it, she was yelling at me at the top of her lungs. Like, and even for a minute, I was like, man, she must think I'm her man. Right. I was thinking that. And here's the thing. She's yelling at me about needing to be off to go do something from her church. And right in that moment, all I'm thinking to myself is like, how are you like doing everything ungodly for a godly cause? Right. So then this got me going back to thinking about good and evil. And by the way, I've been saying episode 417. This is episode 418, player one choose now, because I think a lot of us need to understand we need to choose and we ain't choosing the one where we think we, the one that we think we would choose all the time, which is good, right? So it went back to Rwanda and I went to my Bible study, which is why scripture is so good. It's so solid for you because it allows you to, um, just like God's word, can't nobody tell me his word's not alive and breathing because it's adaptable. And I feel like it's always on time. So I'm able to go back to this and kind of this idea of there's a thin line between fighting to do something righteous, right? But the thing that we determined was like, God doesn't necessarily, it's very, very rare. And I don't even want to get into it to where it's like, you're going to have to sin in order to be righteous. And if that's the case, it's not of God, right? Good and evil. I'm only going to speak about good because I know that I don't chose that evil side and I choose it daily. And when it comes to spirituality, the really the reason that I'm aware that I choose it daily is, and I'm going to try to give you all a brief synopsis, right? For the thinkers out there when it comes to spirituality and why like this idea of perfection and living a sin-free life and i'm talking to myself now because it's like you can't do it and furthermore you have to have an understanding of the bible or scripture to even understand why you can't do it so caveman tactics caveman version god i i I know you that you, you you know i'm not trying to disrespect you as i say this yo period in the story this is what's up right when they ate the fruit 
it made it impossible for us to be clean. Ta-da, that's it. Don't even think no more past that, right? When they disobeyed God and sinned and the fruit was eaten way back in Eden, the whole story is about us trying to get right with God because from that moment on, without us even being more than made a decision, we cannot be righteous. We cannot be pure. There's scripture that says our righteousness and good deeds, like people always say to me, uh, well, faith without deeds is work and deeds and work is dead. And I'll be like, yeah, but our works is like filthy rags to him. We can't make it right. When I talk to people a lot of times about fasting and what you're supposed to eat and da, 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 and I'll be like, yeah, that's all in there. But like, that lets me know that they may not have as much as an understanding as I do, but it's just like, he doesn't want any of that. He wants obedience. He doesn't want sacrifice. He doesn't care what you eat. He want when he asks you to do something, you're obedient. Now, the thing that I am hyper aware of that I think just like a lot of believers in general ain't aware of, let alone just people who call themselves believers but aren't, right? And this goes back to scripture when he talks about, and y'all go look it up, when he talks about seed and he makes these parables in reference to seed being scattered among, among rocks and among thorns, all of this is in reference to what I'm saying because there's a lot of people who call themselves believers but will still argue something in the Old Testament or the Torah about what we're not supposed to eat. That let me know you might have read through the Bible one time and you skipped over some parts you ain't understand. I'm medicine ball. I ain't doing that. As soon as I don't understand a word, I'm going to look up and I'm going to be on Wikipedia and into the religious documents for about an hour, right? But anyway, from the beginning, we can't do good, right? The thing that we don't understand is the devil ain't no fool. And this goes back to my idea of just like uh, our, 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 our belief in our abilities as humans, right? We ain't no religious detectives. We've been seeing from day one. So why we think do we know how the devil operate? People be like, oh, yeah, that's the devil. The devil doesn't really operate in a way where he just comes at us from places that are obvious. Right. Let me give you an example. You get a flat tire. Oh, that's just the devil. Maybe. But. What's the devil is your attitude after that flat tire and how you let that carry you through your whole day and treat other people. That'd be the devil. The flat tire could have possibly been from God to strengthen your, your perseverance. The devil's tricky, bro. He comes from us from a familiar way. I was just speaking to one of my frat brothers about it, my line brothers about it. And even in that, let me just pause real quick, man. I got to say this. For those of you who are believers and like, well, you're in a fraternity. Yo, um... I've had my conversation with God renouncing that and, and asking for forgiveness, but I'm very well. And, and it get deep, y'all. It get deep. I'm very aware that pledging to a fraternity is idolatry and it's like almost witchcraft. Straight up. I'm about to tell y'all a lot of stuff that y'all be like, how you know all this? Where all this come from? I ain't going to make it too deep, but it's just like, yeah, I, I get it. Right. But um, the devil comes from a place of familiar, f being familiar. Right. If you ever read the Bible and seen it say something about a familiar spirit, that's what it means. Something that seems like it's something you used to, but it's not from God. There's only one thing from God. All the righteousness, the good stuff is just him. His word is truth. Everything else is a is a distraction. Right. From the time we wake up in the morning and it's really in our dreams, like the devil does not stop. Y'all, he's relentless, even in our dreams. Right. But we'll just say consciously from the time you open your eyes in the morning, the devil's on your ass, on our ass. Facts from you stepping out the bed onto a Lego car that makes you grumpy. Right. 
to you being late or a couple of minutes behind on your alarm. He on your tail from the time you get on. And I take it a step further. Even when I talk about religion and people get into all of this, what the Bible says, blah, 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 blah. I, that's the distraction. That's the, that's the devil being a distraction. Because I'm not here to talk about what's right and wrong in the Bible. I'm talking about what's good and what's evil. What can you get from it? Because when you read it enough and you build a relationship with God first, he will lend his helper, the Holy Spirit, to where I can read the Bible. And it's like the stuff that's fluff that people argue and get hung up on. I don't even acknowledge it. I don't even see it. I'm I'm too busy being thirsty for the stuff that I know come from him because I can feel it and it makes sense. And I've always said this, regardless of what you think about the Bible, he did some good things in there. I can get with the story, if you want to call it that, right? About being kind and courageous and righteous and helping others and being selfless and praying and having faith and having hope and the good things and thinking about things in a logical, kind manner. I'm totally with it. So I want to wrap this up by letting you guys know a couple of things when it comes to good and evil that I think we should all be aware of and ways that I go about being aware of it. As I just meant, mentioned, the devil is relentless. And for you thinkers out there who believe in miracles or blessings, like if you because I, I, I'm going to keep it real with you. If you don't believe in like the evil part of it, like you might as well not even say your blessing. Scripture, right? Go look up about seeds being spread ab upon good ground. For those of you who are confused about, well, how are there this many people? Because it's a slippery slope. I was just talking to somebody about Easter yesterday. And this is probably going to blow people's head away, what I'm going to say. And after this, I'm going to tell you ways to keep it away. Easter in itself and the resurrection, totally relevant, totally important. And in fact, I understand without getting too deep on it, like how Easter and the resurrection is really the difference between being a Christian believer and another believer, right? Because Jesus was resurrected. Matter of fact, I'll speak on it because Jesus was resurrected. If you go look up Muhammad or any of these other guys that they tell you about, there's some remains. <laughs> there's some bones or some DNA of their death, right? Jesus, if you're a Christian and you're a believer, resurrection. Boom. But I'm not talking about that. I want to talk about the devil and how slippery of a slope it is. Man, most churches will do something called an Easter egg hunt. And I know this is going to offend some people and blow some people away. The egg in itself represents fertility. And in a lot of these occult or evil religions, the whole idea, just caveman tactics, is that there's a woman involved. There's fertility involved. There's a woman that might be worshipped. Whether it's the sun and moon, stars and sky, it's always a woman inserted into it and this is not to go down on no no women this is we talking spirituality we talking about balao right when they're talking about the tower of bow right and no stories if you go look this stuff up it is about a mother who's telling you like she had um it's crazy like sex and ended up having birth of her husband and through her son it's really crazy but all of that back to easter and this easter egg hunt thing that in itself is walking a very thin line because, like I said, a lot of these spiritual witchcraft and occult and negative things have this idea of fertility and this worship of an egg. So right during 
Easter. They're talking about something that is very legitimate. The devil peeks his head with the Easter egg hunt. Now, I don't know enough and I haven't been to seminary school for me to just speak up and audibly say that in front of everybody and start condemning folks, right? I feel like God is giving me the spiritual discretion and understanding to where I can speak to it on a platform like this and it make perfect sense. But this is for you thinkers. That quick is slipped in. And this goes back to what I was saying about Adam and Eve and how like humans, we just messed up from the jump. I'll go to Christmas. Where in scripture does it say anything about a tree, some lights, and giving gifts? Three wise men brought the gifts for Jesus because he was the Messiah. Where do we get this gift given in this Saint Nick thing from? Where do we get Halloween from? Where do we get Valentine's Day from? Where do we get the actual Sabbath day from? Mankind perverts and dilutes God's word. The devil helps as well, and it happens constantly. So three ways I want you guys to really think about what side you're choosing when we do some of the things that we do to other people, and just your thoughts. Just your thoughts alone will show a lot about your heart. Because some people think if I think it and don't say it or if I feel it and don't act on it, then I'm cool. No, you can't hide nothing from God. Go back to that Psalms we was talking about just now. There are verses in there like, if I go to hell, you'll still be there, Lord. So we can't hide our God. He's omnipotent, omnipresent. And it's just one more, omnip omnipotent, omnipresent, and omni-essence. Right. Meaning he knows all he sees, all he operates outside of time. So when we think something, God heard that. When we feel something, God felt that. Three things that we can do to make sure that we're avoiding the devil and we're choosing to be good more than we are evil. The number one I've already told you, if you're any type of believer at all, no matter what your religion is, there's two sides. There's two sides. You have to be aware that the bad side is active relentlessly. The bad side does not give us days off or give us breaks. We should not be taking days off. We should not be taking breaks. That is number one. I think people don't really fully understand that the devil is relentless and he move always, bro. He wait for you to let your guard down. There is a scripture. The devil Walks around waiting to pounce. That's been in my head heavy. The scripture is be of sober mind. Because the devil prowls around like a lion waiting to pounce. That don't necessarily mean just being like, yo, don't drink. Don't get high. Don't be on drugs. That means don't be out here without your faith. Don't be out here without tapping into that good side. If you're saying blessing before you eat your food, that means you have some type of belief. You would be idiotic to think that the other side is not active number two god doesn't speak loudly and i feel like i need to say this because number one i'm talking to myself number two i trust in his spirit and when he lets me talk like this i just go with it i think a lot of people need to hear this we could go back to scripture where they talked about a loud earthquake came through and fire came through that tore the mountains aloud up right 
the wind came through that was loud. And after all of that, a whisper. And that was God's voice. God doesn't speak loudly. I take time every day to sit in some type of silence. It could be just hearing the, the fan twirl, but some type of silence because too often we ask God for his help. He gives it to us. He speaks to us, but we're so distracted and the devil's noise drowns out his word to us so much because we not tapped into it that we don't hear it. So now we get mad and we resent God. And now we go into this negative thinking, which the devil is waiting there for, to push us into. God don't speak loud, man. He speaks silent. And as you become more of a believer and tap in more to your prayers and, 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 and being with him, man, yo, let me give y'all a side, a side, a side note to, to this, because and this is just to build on like God speaks silently, but like I always use this example. I used to play this game called The Sims, right? And some of the objectives were like to get so many friends. And on this actual game, which in retrospect, it's actually kind of playing God, but we ain't gonna go there. But in this actual game, you have to click on these people and make them call these friends up and spend so much time with them doing activities, and they will be levels of friends. Like if it was a female friend. If you spent enough time at doing activities and calling them up and you go out to eat, watch movies and whatnot, then she might become a love interest, right? The same thing works with God. I ask people this question all the time, and if they're honest, they answer it honestly. And the question is, can somebody who doesn't call you up as a best friend and somebody you're not best friends with, right? Y'all's communication relationship and what y'all do is not on a best friend level. Can they call you out of nowhere and ask you for a best friend favor? We're humans. The answer is no, right? Why do we expect that from God? Why do we expect that we just going to hit up God every once in a while, maybe once a week on Sunday and just say, Hey, just, just checking in on you. But then you go to jail and he going to bail you out. Why? Why do we think that? Going back to what I was saying, God speaks silently, which is number two. And the more often you speak to him, the louder his voice will be. I, as a, as I grow spiritually, man, it's so often where in retrospect, I can look back and be like, yo, God definitely told me not to do that. He definitely told me to do that. God definitely told me. And we not obedient. It's not necessarily even that we don't even hear. Sometimes we do hear him. But we don't want to. We don't want to do it, which is an arrogance because it's proven we know more than God, which is how we got in this mess in the first place with these folks eating that fruit. Number two, man, God speaks softly. Got to be tapped into here. Number three, make a conscious effort in those decisions to choose to do good over evil. All of us have these moments in our life where we have a decision, man. In fact, and I don't care if y'all see it at the, and I don't know, we see it, we see it, we may not see them all, but we see situations where we could go right or left, and it's not really a right or left, it's not really a up or down, it's not really a yes or no, it'd be good and evil. We as humans are going to be pulled towards doing the evil thing because that's the thing that's going to give us the results, the benefit. That's the selfish way. Most of the time, that's the easiest way. Most of the time, that's the way that feels good right now. But being disobedient or doing something evil right now will affect our relationship with God and how things turn out in the future 10 times out of 10.
He's a fair God. He's a just God. And he tells us in scripture, yo, you still going to pay for your sin, but I'll take you back. You're not going to cheat on somebody or deal with a married woman, right? Or steal from somebody who didn't deserve it and then repent and think it's going to be all good. We play with God too much. We treat him like a genie, like he a toy. But a wise man once said, man, man plans, God laughs. So episode 418, player one, that's you. You're player one. Choose now. Good or evil, right or wrong, it's been in front of our face in everything that we do. Everything is relative to that, left, right, right. or It's a duality mentality, which we can get into in another episode, but it's something that the world accepts. Hot and cold is related to right and wrong. Dark and light is related to right and wrong. Player one, choose now. I implore you to realize the next time that you say something, or you move in a way, or when somebody does you wrong and the opportunity for you not even to do them wrong, but just make their life a little harder as arises, that you realize that that's the devil and you make a choice. Player one, choose now. This has been episode 418. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. I didn't want to get too deep into it. It expounded. Make a choice. Like, subscribe, share. Till next week. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Stay up. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view 
which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, exercising your mind won't give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to look at things with more peace, understanding, and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day -day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home, no judgment zone. This week's episode, episode 417. What a man, what a man. That's right, episode 417. What a man. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Uh, let's get right into it, man. A couple of announcements for y'all real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, merchandise is back. And after many, many, many tedious hours just dealing with the marketplace, going about the best way to get my product out there so that when it is ordered, I'm actually back ordered thanks to y'all. Shout out to y'all. I can get it to you guys efficiently, quickly, and seamlessly. So go check that out right now. You could go check it out on my Instagram, Medicine Ball LS3. That's right, Medicine Ball LS3. The website, www.medicineballls3.com. Facebook, the Medicine Ball group, the Medicine Ball page. I might even throw it on my man Mamba's page. Y'all go follow Mamba's page. I think he's up to like 300 followers. And that is um that guy Mamba. That's right. So that's up and running. Website up and running. Man, I've been looking at my stats. I'm humbled. That's all I can say, man. Um, Because I don't know. I'm just trying to be aware of where I'm at and the growth and the progress that it has taken to get here and what I've been able to do thus far. So I'm humbled at the analytics on that, but continue to check out the website, which has been updated for about a month now. I appreciate y'all on that. Uh, YouTube, right? So I know I've been coming along with this YouTube, but if you've been following me since the beginning, continue to rock with me. Y'all know I will get it together. So I think so far I have like an episode I did with Mila, who's about to come back, I think within the next two weeks, hint, hint and uh my old intro now i've created my new intro and a part of it is me wanting to be perfect which i know isn't right but that's just the creative part of me but it's just I, I, at this point i'm being pushed in other ways i'm seeing how god's giving me other opportunities are going to push me to go ahead and put that out so i do have the official intros that's going to go at the beginning of my video which i watch youtube all the time and it's just like little stuff we don't think about even when we go and look on a website and click on an item that has a picture and it goes to a site, there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes with that. So I appreciate y'all continue to rock with me. It's coming. It's going to continue to come. My goal is to at least get the intro up and something that's relevant to our topic, being a man, right? Hint, hint, this week while it's re uh, relevant. Um, so I appreciate y'all uh, rocking with me on that. Y'all continue to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, subscribe, yo, subscribe to the uh, Medicine Ball newsletter and kind of the things that I have going with the website. I just updated the newsletter to be, you know, kind of uh, uniform when it comes to my brand colors and the things that I'm saying. Like I said, very tedious. 
not complaining because I prayed for it, but I just ask for all of you to continue to be patient with me because I take this very serious. And if anybody is committing any of their tamoleons, that's right. I explained that in an earlier ex, uh, episode, but any of your time to just even click in on me, I want to make sure that I'm providing content and continuing to update it. With all of that said, ladies and gentlemen, man, let's just get right into this episode. Episode 417. What a man. Uh, now, when I first heard this idea, it was maybe about two months ago, and I'm not even going to lie, I got it from my pastor who was doing a sermon in relation to Joseph and the kind of man he had to be when Mary had this immaculate conception or, you know, was being told by an angel that even though she's a virgin, she's going to be pregnant, right? And Joseph had to hold it down because the Torah laws, et cetera, et cetera, he was within his rights, earthly rights to divorce her or do worse. Um, but I, um, really build off of that kind of idea and topic. So when I made this episode title, I was like, man, it's really a triple entendre, right? Because it can be an exclamation. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. I think that's in vogue. Shout out to them showing my age. It could be a question. What? A man? Right. Uh, Andre 3000, shout out to him. I remember he had this song, Behold a Lady. And I feel like in our society, it could be like a question, like what? A man? And then it can also be kind of, and so that would be kind of like a rarity or a shock. And then it can also be a question, like what a man? Like caveman tactics, what a man? What man? Right? And, um... Man, we just going to get right into it, man. I was diligent with this topic before I got into it. Um, I tried to avoid doing anything that might be too controversial or even possibly alienate anybody, but it's relevant. Rest in peace, first of all, to anybody who loses a life and blessings to their family, regardless of who that person was. And if you're a believer, rest in peace to Hitler's family. You feel me? Um... Kevin Samuels just passed, right? And this is somebody who I behind the scenes have been talking to my female friends about quite a lot for a while. And um, I was late on the wave and, and it kind of aligns with who I am, right? If I'm trying to be a righteous man, a good man, which we don't get into, I wouldn't necessarily be out searching for that kind of stuff. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even in my algorithm until somebody else had said something to me about it. Or I came across them by accident, even though I was seeing it on social media and whatnot, where I am with my life and the, you know, <laughs> example I'm trying to lead, right? It just isn't within me to be in the middle of all that mess. So I see it on Facebook. It's like, I don't even like really take it in, right? But I have been talking to my, once I did hear about him and find out about him, about my, to some of my female friends or behind the scenes about him. And I want to preface this by saying first, for those of you guys who don't know me, I have four older sisters, great women, right? I've named their professions before, regardless. I have seven nieces. One is about to graduate. Well, I ain't going to put her out there, but she about to graduate. She has a business. The other one has a successful uh, podcast, Black Millennial Podcast. And then I have three grand nieces. Um, the women who are in my life and I have like a relationship with where I can have these kind of like, you know, male versus female conversations with, I could be a little bit more blunt with them because they understand me and where I'm coming from. And that way, if I make a statement, they're not likely to get offended because they understand that I'm coming from some place of 
intellect, pure intellect. And I have respect for them to not, even if I felt a certain type of way about Kevin Samuels, right? Well, I'm not going to say that. Some of them I'm tight with and I can tell them, you know, how I feel. But um, I'm just going to cut to the chase, man. The lack of appreciation for a human life. And all I could think about is like, because I'm into the hip hop scene, you know, reasonably, whatever, whatever. And I, I hear a lot of people make references to Chicago and the deaths and murders there and how they have a lack for human life. Right. This Kevin Samuels passing show me a lot of lack of human life. I see people on social media, women who I respect. I know they are very intelligent, who are making comments that I know are just purely emotional. Right. And I'm seeing friendships break up. Right. I'm seeing people get unfollowed. I'm seeing people fight and bicker all online over this. And this is shout out to wisdom. Go follow me on wisdom, the wisdom app. But I was just talking about this recently about like dating right now. And if you're an intellectual person, what it looks like. So <clears throat> let's get into this. What a man thing. Right. So Kevin Samuels, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure everybody knows, if you're like between the ages of 20 and 45 African-American and listen to any type of hip hop, you know who Kevin Samuels is. He's a guy who um, was brutally honest. Now, I want to preface before I even start talking about what a man and Kevin Samuels specifically, I want to preface it by saying this. Me personally, I don't feel like a man should probably be speaking to a woman like that, period. It don't matter the race. It don't matter the situation, right? But that's just me. I also understand, though, with me being somebody who's been in music production and been privy to be behind the scenes and, like, I don't even want to name drop, right? But I've just seen people. I'll use one name drop, Stevie J. I haven't seen a lot of love in hip-hop, but I see what people have said and say about Stevie J. I've met Stevie J personally and been to his house. And one thing I could tell you about him that I saw, he's a humble guy. He's a good father who just happens to be in a business contract that the people, the sheep, which is a majority of us, don't understand. I myself have been in situations where I know like some of these relationships be scripted. Like if you see two celebrity artists together, nine times out of 10, they date a regular person who's on an NDA. And so they can't say nothing about it. I have been in a situation where I was dating a particular young lady who publicly was out, was dating Lloyd Banks. Saw Lloyd Banks one time, right? And I ain't gonna get into that. So all of this about this Kevin Samuels thing is, and, and perception is, again, I don't think a man should speak to a woman like that, right? But I also understand that, well, a couple of things, business aspect. Number one, what's the difference between him and people who do these jokes like, hey, selling fake coke, crack in the hood, or Takashi 69. Or I give you another one. I think his name is Jesse. I don't know. He's a black guy who like is really would appear to be against black people, right? He has a YouTube show that's hilarious, which I think is satire. But all of this stuff drives views. See, I understand that um money is a tool, but as we go deeper into the future, what's more valuable than money is intention. So it's like your attention. Your attention span, like that little that we always talk about, that's valuable to people and companies and they monetize it, right? So you have to do things to gain attention in order to make money, right? So I'm open to the fact, one thing I can say for sure, for sure about Kevin Samuels, and I don't even follow, like I watched his videos and I'm going to be blank, uh, quite blunt with y'all. 
a lot of the stuff he was saying was true and I agree with. Now, I don't always agree with his delivery and his approach, but some of that stuff, I was like, yo, he right. But again, perception and what a real man is, I would never express that. Now, to my friends in the proper environment, I'm like, yo, you damn, you feel what I'm saying? And I'm not going to get into that. I will hop on wisdom tonight, right? Or I will hop on wisdom within the next 24 hours and we can get into the things that he said and we can do it in a respectful way. Right. Because all of this can be proved. If it's this whole thing about women not being able to get the men they want. I, I Like, yo, let's just look at facts. You show me these men who fit these criteria. Show me who they're bringing out publicly. Just show me them with these women who are these certain criteria. But I rest my case. Right. I know for sure that at least two of the the, the conversations I've seen with, Ke with Kevin Samuels had a young lady in it who's frequented on another YouTuber show whose name is Bosco as a chick who's just like a troll who talks trash. He was on his show twice. Two viral clips. It's a chick with a um with a, a shower cap on, if y'all seen it, and she's talking about, I got three kids, all my baby daddy's gangbang, and I'm on, like, I don't know, food stamps or something. But you can go find this clip out here. She is a known troll. So that right there was definitely scripted, right? Here's the other thing I just asked for women to take into consideration. I'm not saying he's right. I don't worship him. I don't agree with his values. And I'm going to get into my stuff. Kevin Samuels, I never seen him promote himself as a dating guru or a relationship expert or any of that. I've seen him promote himself as like a, a fashion expert, right? And... The women that he talks to on every single one of his little skits, every single one of those women called in, waited online for hours to ask him for his advice. So let's just be real. They're asking him for his advice. And some of the videos are like, yo, just keep it real with me. Go ahead. Let me have it. Right. And he's doing that. And all of this bashing and stuff comes into place. Now, I'm going to wrap it up with this before I get into kind of the show. Um. Kevin Samuels was irresponsible from the point of view that he may have not realized whether he was trolling, whether he was doing this for a check or the fact of the matter it was people were calling him and asking him for his advice. He was reckless with his information because he didn't go into the understanding of maybe what a man's value should be or like, hey, maybe men shouldn't talk to women like that or, hey, you shouldn't worship this idea of being a high-value man or, hey, you shouldn't put down. He was too reckless with his information. He gave a lot of, like, blunt truth, but he didn't preface it. He didn't filter it. So I can understand where women are mad, like, oh, y'all men worship him, but let's get right into it. What a man or what is a man? So I, I'm not even going to deflect. I'm not sticking up for Kevin Samuels and all that. I want to get into the deeper root cause. What is a man? So when I started thinking about this, like I knew that I was going to piggyback it off of this Kevin Samuels thing and kind of dating and everything. So I wanted to be real careful with how I went about it. And I wanted to incorporate it, my personal morals and beliefs, my values, plus a little bit of what like women ask for and what I see like on social media. Right. So here's the problem. From what I can see, I broke it down and they're going to all start with S into three categories in which people kind of place and use to judge or base what a man is on. All right. The first category is socially. 
And when it comes to socially, what I mean is like what a majority say or what the world tells you, right? So let's just talk about some basics within the social, right? Because we got to remember, socially is all opinionated. It varies. And a majority of the time, it's a singular view because it's hard for people to look outside of themselves in their own situation. So most people will agree that a good man or father is somebody who takes care of their business and handles their responsibility, whether it be financially with the job, right? If you have kids, somebody who's involved with their kid's life and um, responsible from that aspect. If you have a wife or even if you're dating somebody who's a protector, right? And if you're from my era, old school, somebody who's the breadwinner, right? And, and, and the solid, firm person. So socially, that's some of the kind of the things that most people can agree on. Now, outside of that, most social people will tell you somebody who has to be financially sound. Now, they don't really put a number on that. But from what I'm gathering, it's like at least $100,000 or a six-figure income, right? Now, we're not talking about what's realistic or ideal. We're talking about what most people desire, right? Or what most women desire or what most people say a good man should be. Um, Some of the smaller things, which are still financial, is... You know, handling a majority of the bills, you know, not having to split bills with them. Somebody who takes care of all. It's a, it's a lot of financial responsibilities from what I see and what I gather. But morally, handle your business, protect, provide, you know, so forth and so on. That's social. I was very careful about what I said socially. So if you need to pause this and go back and rewind, go back and rewind. But I'm very specific about that. And most people will agree. Next it seems like a society is the scientific definition, right? I'm not even about to play with no gender. I'm going to use, I went and looked up on, on, on like, you know, scientifically the difference. And the first thing that I want to point out is like male and fee, well, man and woman, right, is something that's just specific to the human species or the humanoid species, right? When it comes to nature and science, it's male and female, right? In science, if we're going to talk about man and woman, it's simple. Males have an X and Y chromosome. Females have, I think, all uh, X's. I don't know, but I just know that males have one of each females all of one, right? The other thing that I uh, looked up, and this is for real, whether you're talking about plants and everything, right? I ain't trying to be funny. But like something that can reproduce or fertilize with sperm, right? This is science. This is science. I'm telling y'all science, right? I'm not going any deeper than that. I'll leave that where it is. But scientifically, three S's. The third S. And the third S itself was a stretch. Because even with all this Kevin Samuels talk, dating shows, surveys, or if you just go online, what do you want for a man? And this is most likely because of my spiritual growth and my walk. Thirdly is spiritually. Right? Which in itself is loaded. But first of all, it's kind of like if you've already had sex, like what kind of spiritually are you talking about? Right? If you've already had premarital sex. Right? Um, but outside of that, it's like I want them to be faithful to me. Or African-American women will say this. I want a God-fearing man, which 
I'm willing to say any like not now not nothing like African or anything like that, but if you're just a black person from America and grew up like especially in the South, I'm pretty sure if you're a man, you're gonna say you're God fearing, right? And that be the extent of it. And that be the extent of it. So even in this Kevin Samuels thing, I'm see, I'm seeing a whole bunch of social opinions, a whole bunch of scientific uh, opinions, because people, I don't even know how it got the gender. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I do know. And ladies, I'm just going to keep it real. I've said this before and we can just use science, but like women are more emotional than men. And, um, I, I don't know. I started seeing women like, and they've been doing it the whole time, attacking his sexuality, which I kind of think nowadays, especially in the African-American community, is used to insult black men, right? It's like, if they don't know nothing else to say, they're going to they're gonna take a shot at your sexuality, right? But even piggybacking more off, off of what I just said about the emotion, and this is Kevin Samuels too, a real man... And he knew this. I could tell by the way he was dealing with some of those calls was real. He knew this. And people don't give him credit for that. But it's like, bro, once you, and this is life, the truth hurts. People almost rather you say a lie about them than to tell them a truth about themselves that they don't want. But you got to understand, you can't be dealing with an emotional species, which is a woman, right? Say stuff like that he would say to trigger them and then expect for them to continue to be logical. It just don't work like that. I'm just going to keep it real. Like you cannot trigger a woman and take an, a logical. And that's exactly like root cause. That's what was happening in these conversations. And I'm not even going to say it's Kevin's fault, but it was like he would just try to be logical, logical, logical. And these women would keep taking it back to emotions like I feel this. I feel this. I with your emotions. Right. The main facts. And eventually he would just get tired of it because they would say something like entitled and he would say something to trigger them. And now once you do that, all jugs are up. All bets are up. They shut down. Women are shut down. They get defensive. They're not going to hear what you have to say. They're going to band together. Right. <laughs> and it's a wrap. Right. But. Even with that, like I seen a lot of people attacking his sexuality and, you know, and I'm going to build on this, but it's just like, it's a human life. Like somebody, somebody, kids, somebody, his kids, his nephews, his family has to get on. Like imagine somebody in your family who just passed from COVID and, don't, and somebody who doesn't even know them personally. Goes and be like, yo, I'm glad that person's dead. Thank God. You see how God works? And that'd be the worst. That really irks me when people bring God into it. See, God don't like ugly. <laughs> Oblivious. But I'm going to build on this. <clears throat> With those same S's. When it comes to how people judge men. And I'm going to throw my spin on what I think a man should be. Right? So that's what most people think. I'm going to throw you my spin on it using those same S's, but I'm going to tell you the first problem. Y'all already know. First thing I'm going to do, this is a bar too because this is how Jesus lived. Let's flip this kingdom upside down and put spirituality first. Because that's the root cause problem on both sides, especially for people who pray every day. It wasn't until like within the last year that I realized, oh, that's why God say don't have sex before marriage. Because sex has emotions involved and spiritual ties involved. On top of that, once you have sex, now there's a comparison. So now when you get with your spouse that you marry, you're supposed to be with, sex can be a problem because you've had sex before marriage versus 
waiting until you marry, you don't know what to compare it to. You could have, you could get married with somebody and both of y'all ain't had sex. Y'all could have the worst sex ever. We'll never know. And that would not be a reason for y'all to break up. Little stuff like that. Spirituality is there, but it's passive. The same way that most people who want to pray and look for deliverance and look for, you know, God's blessings, the same way that they go about their spiritual life is the same way that they go about spiritually judging their mate. Spirituality got to be first. Because, and I'm not going to get too deep into it on this show, but the Bible is just a, a hack to life. When you just get to the root cause and stop getting distracted about who wrote what and what's this part mean and just look at the good stuff, it makes sense. It makes sense. So let's build on this spirituality. I'm going to hit these three topics and three points and I'm going to wrap it up for y'all. So the first things first, even with me saying let's flip it on the top and make spirituality first when we're looking for mates or specifically when it comes to a man. um, You need a good role model. And I could go so deep on this, but it's just like, I was just talking to my female friends about this, like, we're going to have to do a show on it because I know once I say it, it's going to get hot. I personally just feel that women, men are better judges of character than women because sometimes these women look for men, but they don't really know what a man is because maybe they didn't have a role model or the person that they want to be a man didn't have a role model. So that's flag number one. Follow me with this. Most men, I feel like, will be in their daughter's lives. So what the problem is, you have these women who've had a good male role model in their life seeking that good role model from somebody who didn't have that in their life. How can somebody be a man if they don't have initiative to want to go out and be better and be a man, which is rare? You're going to think you're a man just by your age or your money or your income. But if you say a blessing to eat your food, you should be going by some spiritual guidance, right? So check where I'm going. Role model as a man, first of all. Second of all, if you're looking at the Bible spiritually, Jesus is the role model for us to live. And the first thing is being obedient. Like what Jesus says is a good child to their father is somebody who is obedient to their father or listens to their father. So if we're talking about God and spiritually, you follow his guidance. Now, from there, because that was just like a bonus point, I went into three Proverbs. I could have went all around the Bible, but y'all know I think Proverbs ain't nothing but bars. And I'm going to give y'all three spiritual examples of what I found in Proverbs of things that I think makes a man to start and what I go by. The first one is Proverbs 1-7, and I'm paraphrasing these. And that is first things first. Wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. You know what I just said? God, fear, and woman. Okay, we on the same account. We're boom, we there, we're right there, right there, right? The second spiritual one that I found is Proverbs 1.5, which is a wise man will hear and incline to the learning and obtain unto wise counsel. Basically, a wise man will seek a wise example or wise people around him to give him wise yet righteous ways to go about living life. Right? And the third and final one is Proverbs 10, 11. And the mouth of a righteous man is the well of life. But the violent, but violence will cover the mouth of the wicked. So let me paraphrase that for you. Somebody who's righteous or a good man speaks life in the people, Kevin Samuels. That's what water is. Water is the key to life. 
So if it's saying that a, a righteous man speaks, right, the well of life of the people, you speaking life of the people, you uplifting them. And piggybacking that, you know, even as a father, I feel like, and I know most people might not agree, but I feel like you should always encourage, right? Never criticize, if, if possible, within reason. Let's focus on encouragement and not criticism. So we have to understand that if we're not looking as a man for a man from a spiritual foundation, if you're a believer, you already barking up the wrong tree. All right, that was Proverbs 1. Say, y'all can go back and rewind it, man. Them is bars. That's what I agree with. Those are the ones I found, and that's what I try to live my life by daily. Number two, because I flipped them upside down scientifically, right? Scientifically, I feel like this. <laughs> Let's go from man and go to male. When I think about a man, I think about a lion, respectfully. Right. Because we're talking realistic here. And the reason I'm using that is because nature is the closest I'm going to science. I'm not going to get too deep in it. I'm just throwing it out to make it relative. They always crack jokes about how the lion doesn't hunt. He don't get no food. He's lazy. And heck, I ain't even gonna lie. I've seen more than enough National Geographic like and just nature shows where it just be little snippets where it seemed like the male lion would be getting punked out by the females. Right. But one thing I know for sure, when it is his time to get involved, it's life or death every time. Because the male lion only gets involved when another male comes in to take his pride. And you know what those other males do? Not only do they take the pride, they kill off the children of the previous male to ensure that their genes are passed along. And I feel like a man should embody a lion. Now, I could go further with this on the spiritual thing because God got the Holy Spirit going right now because, you know, they call it the Lion of Judah, right? But we ain't going to go there. But I think a man should carry himself like a lion. Yeah, the woman might have to cook a little bit. And I'm not saying this in a sexist way. But if there's a food shortage, the man damn sure better get up off his ass and go hunt something. Yeah, the woman might have to clean up at the house a little bit more while he chill. But if it came to clearing a forest so you can build some shelter, the man need to do that. Scientifically, I believe that a man should carry himself of the lion. And when it's time to put yourself and your life on the line, you only look towards the women player. It's unspoken. Number three, socially. And notice how I flipped this whole thing. I feel like to be a value man or go about being a good man or what a man, what a man, you got to have that spiritual foundation first scientifically is next because nature is more pure than us as humans. Nature doesn't get emotions involved, right? So that's why, well, some of them do, but y'all know what I'm saying. Survival of the fittest, period. Men do the fighting, women do the rebound. Like, that's just nature, right? Socially is third on my list for the same reasons that when I gave earlier because it involves too many opinions of people who aren't the person that it matters to. It is a singular view. Do you think somebody who's been living in the United States in one uh, state for their whole life can possibly pause and be open to the idea of how somebody dates in Europe or Russia, even if it is more effective? No. 
hell, it's hard for people to pause and let grandma cut them over, cut, uh, cut them off in traffic in their Honda Civic. And it varies too much. The social definition I have at the bottom because it doesn't really matter. It's based off of emotion. Where spiritual and scientifically is based off of facts in my eyes as a real man. And I think furthermore, socially, I'll take it one further. I always hear people talking about my mom or my dad or my family don't like the person I'm dating. Who the hell cares? They see this person a couple of times a year at these events. They ain't got to wake up to them every day and see their dirty draws and see their toenail clippings and all of that. If you can make it work with that person, you better quit letting other people who are not you get in your decision when we don't know what's going on with they behind closed doors in their lives. And even with this Kevin Samuels thing, there's too many spectators, right? Because we talked about spectators previously. You know, those guys who are like 5'11", telling a 7-foot pro how he needs to do his step-back jumper, right? It's too many spectators with opinions. Men, it's corny for you to get advice about relationships from a man who is not currently in a successful relationship. That's just logical. Period. Hey, women. I don't see too many happily married, undivorced women who had no children out of wedlock saying anything about Kevin Samuels. They too busy taking care of their family. Furthermore, women, I just got to throw this out here because I can't let y'all pass. What happened to that Megan Thee Stallion thing? And men, and this is for the men too, because I want y'all to see, because these is men rules. I might do a podcast show on that. These is men rules. Sometimes you just got to understand as a man, you got to let them women, you know, feel like they hunting all of that and just shut up about it. Because I definitely don't hear nobody speaking up, talking about Meg the Stallion should be put in jail for costing Tory, Tory Lanez millions of dollars. I don't hear nobody saying that now, but I did hear everybody crucify and criticize him. So I'm not saying that to say that I expect people to be that aware, but I take things with a grain of salt. And it's another little man law. Like, you don't have to respond to everything. Like, I'm fully aware that we just swept that Megan Thee Stallion thing under the rug. She about to go to a case that we thought was open and shut and probably get sued for defamation. And here Kevin Samuels is on a social media platform where the foolish, most foolish, wild, risky people make the most money. Kim Kardashian, a billionaire off a of sex tape. These are facts. The most foolish and most controversial people get the most money. Like, let's just think about that for a second. Let's say, for instance, like I saw somewhere, and this go back to women. Someone said Kevin Samuels died broke. Right. Say, for instance, he didn't have no job and YouTube was his only way to eat. It's not too many people out there who if they were getting, let's just throw a number out there of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month for YouTube. I'm pretty sure you don't give a damn what nobody else is saying. You ain't that righteous. You ain't that spiritual, because if you were, you wouldn't have all these mate problems. You would be judging by a spiritual mate. So I think the overall problem and root cause and I'm going to end with this. Is it's not a male or a female thing. The market is messed up. The market is destroyed because the ways and algorithms that we're using to get our numbers is totally broken. We going from socially to scientifically to spiritually and mixing a whole bunch of emotions in there. 
But I stand by this as a believer. If you start with spirituality, you better, you already barking up the, re- the best tree. So me as a man, I'm going to speak on men. Men, a lot of us aren't men. And if you say a blessing to because you got pulled over by the cops or because you're you about to eat some food or anything or go to a funeral or church or anything, if you have anything type of a belief, we need to get it together and let's not pick and choose. And this is going to be another episode. Let's not pick and choose the Bible and pick it apart to how we like to see it. We don't need to argue with women. They came from our ribs. We're here to provide, protect, and shut up. If they want to argue and gripe sometimes, it's a man law. You just got to take that. Women, you have to realize, and I just know this from my nieces and situations I've been with, people I've dated, and they've had daughters. You probably had a man who was in your life. I don't know what it is, but I think fathers have a harder time, and I don't know, maybe leaving daughters. I would like to think that. You have to realize that because your father was in your life and set that example for you, that's the rarity nowadays. Think about your situation if you have kids. How, is, is, and I'm just saying this respectfully. Is there a male around to guide that kid? We have to stop looking for things illogically, women. If that man was raised by his grandma and his auntie, and he has a daughter or some kids that he don't take care of now, Can you really hold him accountable for being a man or did you misidentify what an actual man was? Dating community as a whole. Use that Bible as a hack. Because if you use somebody who's already practicing righteousness and understands the word and a commitment and what it really means to be a man. And ladies, if you and men, if you're looking for a woman who's a Proverbs 31 woman, right? Go check that out if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's a hack. We have to go about things in a spiritual way. So I'm going to talk about this more on wisdom. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more raw. But I think that overall, when it comes to dating and relationships, another one of the root causes is the love is missing. Like, how can we even talk about a relationship or dating another person when you're not even operating in nothing but maliciousness? And the love is missing when I see young ladies who I know don't mean this say, I'm glad that another person is dead. When we was just talking about Black Lives Matter for black men who did do some things that may have put them in that situation. We'd be the same black black women. We'd be the same one talking about black man. I know you got it hard. We all need to practice more love when it comes to relationships But these are my definitions of what I think it is to be a man. So you can be, what a man, what a man, instead of, what, a man? Ladies and gentlemen, episode 417, what a man? This has been Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Yo, like, subscribe, share, push through, boss up to my fellas. Mother's Day just passed, I'm calling you out. Step up, be righteous, follow that spiritual Bible. Ladies, cut these dudes some slack. All of y'all, E-L-E, everybody love everybody. Until next week, like, subscribe, share, follow. I love y'all. Stay up. Yeah, yeah.